I, I feel like I've been kind of, um, like I said, I'm, I'm extremely blessed more than I deserve, uh, sometimes, but, uh, yeah, I've, I've been working every day through this entire quarantine thing and, you know, driving to work, driving from work sometimes during the day, I think, man, this is crazy how removed I am from the situation because I have a job to go to somehow or another. I just kind of lucked out and picked an essential job, which that term essential job, I, I think that's really starting to eat people's lunch. Like everybody's realizing that, well, crap, man, we're, we're all essential. Everybody's mm-hmm. essential. And at very least that job to that person is essential to their life. Yeah. So, I mean, suicide rates are through the roof. Divorces are through the roof. And I think, whenever the dust settles and we get to look around and see how much destruction there was from this, people are really going to have their eyes opened. I mean, right now we're living it and it seems terrible. Sean Dustin spent time in federal and state prison for drug trafficking and fraud. Upon release in 2006, he had nothing but the clothes on his back, a bag of mail and legal paperwork. In 2010, he kicked a longtime methamphetamine habit and started the long climb back up the ladder of life. This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. If you want transparency and authenticity, you're in the right place. This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast, and this is Sean Dustin. What's up, everybody? Thanks for stopping by the show. If this is your first time listening, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. It's good to have you with us. IndiePod United Virtual Summit. Here you will observe and learn from other podcasters how to take what you can't stop thinking about and turn it into something real. The online event for new and veteran podcasters where we come together to create with one another. The IndiePods United Convention happens on November 29th through December 3rd, 2020. Featuring amazing shows, speakers, breakout sessions, entertainment, games, and plenty more as we dive in to learn more about the fascinating world of podcasting. For more event information, please visit the Facebook public group, IndiePods United. Tickets are available now through Eventbrite. The IndiePods United Virtual Summit. Together we listen. Relevant links are available in the show notes. This episode of the podcast was recorded on April 30th, 2020, and that is pretty much 10 days into the lockdown for me. What was interesting about going through these older uh, episodes, you know, normally you would, uh, it would be dated, you know, uh, talking about something, you know, it would be dated to that time six months ago. But fortunately for me, we're still in the midst of COVID here. We're probably looking at, uh, we went to the red back to the red tier and possibly looking at another lockdown come this Sunday. So I lucked out. I thought it would be irrelevant, but it's still kind of relevant. What's interesting is listening back to our perspectives and what we think may, you know, be coming, uh, from this and, and some of the, uh, the outcomes that could possibly, uh, come to, uh, fruition, I guess you could say. 
And so, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. And also, too, um, Andrew actually did start his podcast. You know, he was talking about it back in uh, April when we did this uh, episode that he wanted to start a podcast. And he has. His podcast is called Fort Worth Roots. And he's got 19 episodes so far. And you can find this on fortworthroots.com. This is an interesting uh, episode. It's a little longer than mo- the usual ones, but that's okay. And uh, yeah, let's just get to the show. This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast, and I'm your host, Sean Dustin. Today, I'm talking to Andrew Turner. And Andrew came to me by way of a post that I put out there looking for people that have had uh, bottoms in their lives uh, and life struggles. And he uh, answered my uh, request, uh, and he's got some information and, and a story to tell about uh, being a business owner and the struggles of, of the first-time business owner. Is that correct? Yeah, Sean. Okay. Thanks for having me on your show, brother. Not a problem. Not a problem. You just told me that you uh, got done doing a five-mile run. Five and a half. Don't sell me short, Sean. Oh man! All right. <laughs> I, I knew I was going to get something wrong, man. If it's not the, if it no, wasn't the no, the, no. the name, it was going to be something else. <laughs> no, I was just messing with you. You know, this isn't a professional production here. <laughs> hey, you're getting there though. I uh, as soon as you and I talked online, I I went back, I listened to episode one, and uh, I think I'm up to date now, man. And and you're getting better, and uh, you're you know, kind of refining your product and it's it's coming through man you're the hours you're putting in are starting to show so congratulations on uh, i think what was the last milestone you put up and said you'd accomplished already oh three thousand yeah man that's yeah. a heck of a milestone so, so congratulations on that thank you i appreciate it uh you know it took it it's not a it, it, you're gonna you're gonna get into doing a podcast yourself and you're gonna you're gonna see that it's uh it, it seems a lot it doesn't seem like it's going to be that difficult, but when you start putting all of the uh, components together of it, all right, you know, this is the best part of it when you get to talk to people and have fun conversating sure. and all that. And then you got to actually put them out, edit if you need be. Um, I'm really, really, really thinking about going live just so I can cut out the editing process. Yeah, that's uh, the goal, right? Yeah, I just, or can afford to pay somebody to do it for me. But <laughs> right. I don't see that coming anytime soon. So uh, I'm probably going to look in the direction of a live deal so I can just at least cut that four hours an episode out because you know, that's that's how long it's taken me to edit the back end. Yeah. So um, so tell me a little bit about you yourself. You're in Texas, uh, the, the, the great uh, the great country of Texas, the great country of Texas. That's right. Yeah, I'm here in uh, Fort Worth, Texas. And I've been still there, brother. Yep, yep. I lost you for a minute, and, okay. and, and yeah, you froze up, and then and then now you're back. I knew, I knew, okay. I knew you'd come back around eventually. <laughs> <laughs> it's that spotty Wi-Fi in Texas. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not doing much better. I'm 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 working from a hotspot because I yeah. got I got no uh, no no internet access where I'm at. You know, you see, I'm in a trailer. I'm in a, a fifth wheel. So. Yeah. No, uh, no internet, no cable, no nothing here. So I'm all, I'm all on a hotspot and, and cell phone service. Well, that was a little blip. Do you want to keep rolling or? Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, this, like I said, this isn't a professional production. 
just, we just try to get it done, man. It doesn't matter. I mean, I, I probably won't even cut that out. I mean, that's just okay. really, that's real. That's really what it's about. You know what I mean? If you really want to know what, what having a podcast is, it's like, dude, you got un, unforeseen yeah. things that come up. Uh, you know, you got guests that cancel on you. Yeah. I had nine scheduled today. I've got, I had two cancel or one cancel and, or now maybe it was two. I don't know. So then you just got to be able to roll with the punches and then, uh, you know, and then, and then the, the, the marketing, the media part of the social media marketing part of this is a beast in itself and, right. and learning how to do that and, and, and work within the, uh, you know, uh, hashtags and this and that. And it's like, God, man, there's so much. But I mean, sure, I, yeah. I, I was already so invested that I'm like, well, I, I better learn it. <laughs> yeah. In our age group, we, we didn't grow up with Twitter and Instagram. I mean, I, I feel like I've got Facebook down, but I'm still kind of wading through the waters of all the other social media things that pop up overnight. And, mm. you know, in this line of work, you got to figure that out and yep. become an expert. <laughs> yep. You, you got to learn how to TikTok. <laughs> yeah. I haven't made it that far yet, man. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm unpackaging Twitter and uh, Instagram right now. I have a cousin. Uh, she's like a second cousin, maybe. Um, <coughs> and uh, she lives in in Nicaragua. In Nicaragua. And uh, she's she's a TikToker, and she's got up to like nine thousand followers now. So I'm like, I, yeah, I hit her. I hit her up. I'm like, hey man, I need some uh, listeners in 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 uh, that part of the world. Tell tell all your friends about the show. <laughs> Is she pretty? Oh, yeah. Okay. Very, well, that very, helps. You know, very. It's, it's harder for people like me and you to get followers, I'm sure. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's easy when I put my dog in charge. My dog gets way more way more action than I do. Like, I, I, like yeah. I'm his wingman. <laughs> so I've got, a, I've, I've got a small marketing uh, company that I, I started up about two years ago. And uh, whenever we went to quarantine mode and now you got to – stay out of uh, stores and everything. Part of my job that I, I I have to do for my marketing is go to the businesses that I sponsor and do little promo videos for them. Well, I can't do that anymore. And nobody wants to see a video of my face for an extended period of time. So I was taking the dog and trying to get that in frame and <laughs> help, help the situation out. But yeah, I understand the problem there for sure. Intimately. So, what, uh, tell me a little bit about your, uh, your struggle and your story. You know, what brought you, well, what, what brought you to, to want to talk to me today? I, I, uh, during my run, I was, uh, trying to kind of put this together in my head, how, how this was going to go. And I didn't start getting nervous until you and I started talking, man, I'm, <laughs> I'm a little surprised by that. I'm, I don't typically get uh, nervous, but, uh, for some reason I, I started getting nervous with this one, right. but I, I wanted to start out. Hold I'm, on. I'm, uh, let me give you something. Conquer your inner B word. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Get over sure. that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Good. Thanks for the. Uh, Sean's wearing a shirt with uh, "Conquer Your Inner Bitch" on it, so I'm inspired now. Thank you, Sean. All right. All right. But that's not me. Thank Joe Rogan. On it. dot com is where I got this. Okay. Okay. That's an honest shirt. Yeah. I'm very, very familiar with JRE, man. Um, no, I just wanted to start off by saying, I've, you know, this is a story of uh, hitting rock bottom, but I, I am not somebody that considers myself unlucky or persecuted. I do not feel like I've had a, a rough life or anything like that. So I just wanted to kind of frame it 
before we got started. I don't feel bad for myself. Everything that happened to me, I did to myself. So <laughs> I've, I've got only me to point fingers at. Um, I, I know yeah, how that is. Right into that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Episode one. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, I, uh, came back from a deployment in 2015 and during that deployment, um, I decided that I was going to start my own business. Like I had a, a solid year to kind of formulate a plan. And, uh, whenever I got back to the, the States, I started working towards that. And I didn't know that I wanted to do landscaping. I didn't grow up with a green thumb. I don't have a background in anything related to that, but that was, uh, something that I figured would be low startup cost and just easy to get into. And I was right. It, it was, I started mowing some lawns and before you know it, I had several customers and so on and so forth. And little by little, they started asking me for extra services. So I went from just push mowing, um, to cutting hedges, trimming trees, planting sod, anything and everything you could think of that didn't require a license. So, um, that was the first summer coming back. And then um, it just, it snowballed and it got to the point where I'm like, I can do this. I can turn this into a legitimate business. So I went out, I got an LLC. Um, I got uh, commercial insurance and then I started trying to secure some uh, commercial contracts. And I found out that I had a talent for going out to businesses and securing uh, names and contact information and, and kind of getting my foot in the door was not a big issue at all. So this, long story short, it just accelerated very quickly. I walked away from a very good job. I'd, I'd been working on uh, Blackhawk helicopters for five years, uh, taking them apart, putting them back together. And uh, I loved it. It's the best job I ever had. And whenever people found out that I was talking about quitting and uh, going out on my own, they're like, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> and and nowadays I look back at that and I'm like, man, you know, it, it it could have been way different if, uh, if I'd have listened to those people, but, um, yeah, I don't regret it. I, uh, I, I, I've learned a lot. I've got lessons that you, you can't, you can't pay for that, you know, in a, in a university. And that unfortunately is the way I learn. I've, I've got to learn it the hard way. So, um, it, it wasn't all bad. Um, I, once I started picking up commercial contracts, uh, I made my way up the up the ladder, my own little ladder, and I had 13 employees. I had an assistant. Um, we started running this massive warehouse. We got on uh, HGTV and did six episodes with them. Just uh, just a weird coincidence. They were looking for somebody that um, I happened to fit the exact profile for, and so I jumped in there and, and got after it. So right at the height of everything, people are looking at me after two years of being out on my own and seeing everything that I've, I've got going. Uh, you know, he's on national television. Ooh, and he's got all these apartment complexes and commercial contracts. And uh, it, it looked very impressive on paper. And from in a distance, it, it looked pretty impressive. Everybody was excited that in two years I was able to, to get all this going for myself. Um, I guess this is more or less a cautionary tale than anything for anybody that's going out there to um, start their own business. My main failure um, as a business owner, what I did to myself is I did not plan properly. I got out there and I just went a hundred percent as fast as I could, as hard as I could. Um, I lived by some very uh, dangerous mantras, uh, burn the boat. I don't know if you've ever heard that. 
But no. the idea is if you don't have anywhere to go but the shore, then you're going to get to the shore. If not, you just sink and drown, which unfortunately is what happened in my business. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, I just got myself overextended, man. I, um, working on the television show and uh, working with all these commercial contracts, I ended up getting myself in a load of debt. I had promised myself going into this that everything was going to be paid cash. So if I needed a new piece of equipment, pay it cash mm. and so on and so forth. I would just keep doing that. But there's always unforeseen uh, things that are going to come up. And if I had held on to my really nice aviation job for an extended period of time and built my business the way I initially set out to, that would have been great. Unfortunately, what happened is those really nice commercial contracts that I just keep uh, talking about, they were on what's called a net 30. And for those of you that don't know, a net 30 is whenever a business says, well, we require a net 30 system for, for invoicing and bill pay. That just says, okay, you've got 30 days to pay this invoice. So, all right, I tell you what, I'm small. This is going to hurt, but I'll do a net 30. So I made that agreement. And then net 30 turned into 60 days, no payment, 90 days, no payment. Mm. And I'm little, I have no backing whatsoever. So whenever this started happening, I'm gasping for air. And I made a rule for myself, not even intentionally, but I, I knew that the one thing that I was never going to go back on was making sure my guys got paid. I, I was missing house payment, Sean. Uh, I had a vehicle repossessed. Um, there were, there were a lot of things that I was missing financially because I had to hold money to make sure that my guys got paid. And then whenever it got really bad, I started taking out these toxic uh, loans. These, these predatory lenders uh, found me, actually, and through whatever algorithm seeks out poor guys like me that are at the end of their rope. <laughs> and they said, hey, we, you know, we got a solution for you. And, uh, you know, I kept pushing them back and said, no, you know what, I, I see what you're doing here. Your interest rate is insane. I'm not an idiot, but they kept emailing me and sending me that contact information. And then whenever I did hit rock bottom, they were there mm. happily. And so I took it, man. I took this uh, really nasty loan. And uh, uh, if you crunch it down, um, now they worded it different because if, if you come out and you say they charged me 48% interest, that's not true because of the terminology inside the contract. What they did is they sold, I sold interest to them or something like that. It was really screwy. But anyway, the way they do it, it's legal. Uh, I believe, unless I'm mistaken, I could be. Um, anything over 38% interest is illegal. Like you're just not allowed to do that. But this, this was a really nasty loan. And the way they had it worked out is I would pay X amount of dollars back every business day. So, you know, I'm, I'm really getting into the weeds here. But basically, because I was not prepared, I took on unnecessary uh, risk and it bit me in the butt. And I, then I tried everything I could to keep that ball moving forward. Um, uh, the end result is the business started to collapse. Equipment started to break down that I couldn't pay for. Um, those net 30 accounts, um, some of them still owe me tens of thousands of dollars, you know, that I'll never get back because mm -hmm. they've got attorneys. And like I said, I was flat broke. So I can't, I can't go after them. There might be a way to do it. I was unaware. And honestly, at the end of it, man, I was so tired. I was just exhausted by all of this. 
So, and there was a lot of other stuff going on. I feel like that's probably, um, probably another episode on your podcast that we could do later on, but <laughs> there was, there was a whole nother storm of stuff going on and, um, everything in conjunction with it, uh, just kind of put me at the bottom. So I ended up getting rid of my big 2000 square foot, two story warehouse, which looking back on it, man, I don't know why I thought I needed that much space. Um, you know, all my equipment, which I, I kept telling myself whenever I buy this stuff, like, it's not like I'm actually losing this money because I still have these assets. Well, yes, unless you use those assets and your hourly em- employees just, sorry about that. Um, but they just, they're hourly employees. They do not care about your equipment. <laughs> So not the way that you do. So anyway, all that to say, eventually they started to break the equipment. And so those investments uh, became just paperweights. Eventually, if you don't have the money to keep up with the maintenance on that equipment, um, which in the beginning, I was very good about, you know, changing the belts, sharpening the blades, uh, changing the oil, making sure the filters are clean, all that good stuff. But, you know, life takes over. Mm. The expenses get ridiculous and uh so it's just the tidal wave of crap that hit there um the house um did not get repossessed i had a beautiful brand new uh 2000 square foot home in a very nice neighborhood in a very nice area of fort worth and uh i in order to keep my guys paid i had to get rid of it um so once again uh vehicle got repossessed and it just one thing after another, man, until, um, I want to say, end of 2018, moving into 2019. Now I have no employees, and I'm just trying to hang on to the little bit I got left. <laughs> and um, things just kept breaking. And so finally, I, I fell back on my CDL, and uh, now I've got to drive, uh, excuse me, I have a job driving a truck. Um, I don't have any employees. I don't have to worry about state regulation or any of that. And uh, I'm, I'm starting to kind of feel like myself again. But I just went through uh, what feels like five years of just absolute mayhem. And it was all because I lived by some dangerous mantras. I wasn't prepared. And I kind of lost sight of my goals, which is really easy to do um, whenever you dive into this stuff. You know, I didn't have any business partners backing me up. Uh, I was doing all of it by myself. Um, had to make sure that payroll was done perfectly, state regulation, federal regulation. You got to make sure that you comply with everything that they need. And if you screw up, they'll let you know real quick. Um, so that is, uh, that, that's the ups and downs of that. Um, but everything's looking good now. The new job is, uh, is, is like I said, it's helping me feel normal. I, I picked up running again. I used to run marathons. Uh, you don't have time to run marathons whenever the, all that's going on, Sean. So that's kind of gone to the wayside, but I'm happy to get back out there and start stretching my legs again. Well, the one thing I want to say is thank you for your service. Yeah, man, absolutely. i tell you what, that was the uh, 12 best years of my life. Um, I worked with some really incredible people. Uh, I took away some life skills that, you know, I'll have those for the rest of my life. And I got to go to some amazing places and experiencing things 
that most people don't see in a lifetime, let alone by the age of 30. So yeah, 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 yeah sure. absolutely. And thank you for uh, mentioning that. Um, one thing I, I, so this is something that I'm struggling with, uh, as somebody that's in this space that I don't really like you, you know what I mean? I, I, I jumped into something that I didn't know necessarily how to do. I mean, I YouTube some stuff and figured it out and, uh, sure. you know, did some other things, but as I'm, as I'm coming through and, and, you know, looking at different aspects of what I'm doing, talking to a lot of different people from, you know, life coaches to mentors to, you know, all of these people that are in this space. Do you think that it would have helped you had you hired a mentor or a coach to help you in the areas that you weren't familiar with? Uh, and, and, and almost like it's not a business partner, but somebody who, so like sure. all the money that you had lost, right. If you would have invested, mm-hmm. if you would invest, have invested, let's say, you know, $4,000, let's just use that as right. a number. And you had okay. somebody who was coaching you through, okay, well you probably shouldn't do that. Do you really need a 2000 square foot? I mean, what do you have? Yeah. It would have been asking almost like soundboarding with right. you. No, yeah, what you're talking about is is you know just part of the preparation program or process. Like like exactly what you're talking about is exactly what everybody should do anytime they're trying to make a big move like that. But I tell you what, Sean, if you tried to walk up to 30 year old me and tell me anything, um, I wouldn't hear you, and I would just <laughs> smile at you. Uh huh. Okay. And uh, you know when you hit rock bottom and uh, I. Just real quick before I forget, you've had some amazing guests on your show that I've been listening to. Like uh, the the there's one just two episodes ago, and I cannot remember her name. Um, and and then uh, another one that I listened to, Lori uh, Rising. Yeah, yeah, Rising, my with, new uh, uh, co-host. Yeah, yeah, man, she's awesome. So um, anyway, the reason I bring those up is because I know that I'm in good company when I say. Um, a hidden rock bottom or, or having these uh, rough life experiences. And, and like I said at the beginning, I am not comparing myself to some of the other people you've had on your podcast because they've had really hard times that I, I can't even imagine. But with my situation, uh, it, it's definitely taught me humility. Um, we were sitting at a restaurant, me and two of my very good friends, and this uh, homeless guy comes into the restaurant and he walks up and he says, Hey, I've got this box of candy bars and, uh, you know, they're $2 a piece. Would you like one? And I said, you know what? Yeah, let me get one of those. You know what? Here, give me one candy bar. Here's five bucks. Thank you very much. You have a good day. I was just, I was agreeable and nice and all this. And my buddy sitting across the table from me was just like, what was that? (laughs) (laughs) I was, I was so nice to a stranger. You know, this was pretty recently. And, and, uh, you know, I got to thinking about that. I was like, you know what? He's, he's right. That's, that's, you know, compared to five years ago, is out of character for me. And, um, the, the, the point I'm trying to make is you, this teaches you humility, uh, going, going through these life experiences. Um, so yes, you're, you're right on. Um, you should definitely, you know, if, if, if you have access to a life coach, uh, great at very least you should, yeah, have a mentor, somebody that you, uh, you know, respect and trust and somebody that, you know, 
uh, gets it. You know, if you have somebody like that in your life, you're already winning. There's a lot of people that uh, do things similar to what I did or maybe even more extreme and they don't have people like that in their life. But if you do, you're, you're winning right there. But yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. And, and, you know, with the whole, uh, you know, the homeless guy and, and, and stuff like that, what I think a lot of people are realizing these days is that we're not that far away from that person, you know, yeah, especially, absolutely. especially now, right now, everybody who's not working, you know, it's like, I mean, how many of us are, 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 are this close to being homeless? I mean, well, me, I, I, I'm not because I can take my home anywhere, but I yeah. mean, it, it could, if I don't pay for it, it's going to get repossessed. Right. You know, unless yeah. I just keep moving. Yeah. No, I, I feel you on that. And, um, I, I feel like I've been kind of, um, like I said, I'm, I'm extremely blessed more than I deserve, uh, sometimes. But, uh, yeah, I've, I've been working every day through this entire quarantine thing and, you know, driving to work, driving from work sometimes during the day, I think, man, this is crazy how removed I am from the situation because I have a job to go to somehow or another. I just kind of lucked out and picked an essential job, which that term essential job, I, I think that's really starting to eat people's lunch. Like everybody's realizing that, well, crap, man, we're, we're all essential. Everybody's mm-hmm. essential. And at very least that job to that person is essential to their life. Yeah. So, I mean, suicide rates are through the roof. Divorces are through the roof. And I think whenever the dust settles and we get to look around and see how much destruction there was from this, people are really going to have their eyes opened. I mean, right now we're living it and it seems terrible. Um, and, and people are starting to absorb this information, but really the time for reflection is going to be afterwards. And that's when we're really going to, you know, and we're going to hear some horrible stories. I have a a friend in a group, a veteran group that sent out a message that, Hey, you know, if y'all can help in in any way, this family is going through a really hard time. And what had happened, their mother was sick in Florida and dying and they were in another state and they were not allowed to see their mother as she was dying in a hospital in Florida. And that broke my heart. That's, that's crazy. Can you imagine having somebody in the hospital and not being able to get to them? And it's just, a, it's just because of uh, logistics. It's got nothing to do with you as a person. It's not your fault. You can get there. It's not because you're a bad family member or a bad uh, you know, son or daughter. It's just the situation. And that right there, when I heard that story, I was like, okay, this is crazy. <laughs> I, you know, like I said, I'm removed from the situation. So I'm not even thinking about this kind of stuff. So it's stories like that, that are really going to bring people around to understanding just how devastating this was, you know, and uh, talking about the numbers and it sounds like you listen to podcasts too. And that's where I get all my information, but the uh, coronavirus numbers are skewed because we did isolate everybody's saying, well, this wasn't as bad as influenza. The first time I heard that, I'm like, Oh, that's crap. That, that's crazy. We shut everything down. It's not as bad as influenza, but what people don't understand or what they're not paying attention to is we did isolate. This could have been way worse than the flu. Um, yeah. So, and I know everybody's speculating right now, but man, it's crazy. How are you holding up? How has this affected you? Well, I mean, I'm not working. Uh, well, you're working right now, man. Well, yeah. I mean, this is more of a passion project than it is a paying project. Uh, (laughs) You know, so, 
Yeah, unfortunately, passion projects don't turn into paying projects uh, quite quite as quickly as you'd like them to. Uh, but I'm not here because I want to get paid. I'm here because I want to help people and I want to, you know, put my message out there and let other people get their messages out there. Uh, you know, this is helping me tremendously with, uh, you know, being able to socialize with other, other adults and, and people and, and being able to ask questions. You know, I'm talking, I just talked to somebody who was in Toronto and, you know, I'm asking, I'm asking them about, you know, something that we all should be having because in this situation that we're in right now, if I wasn't on disability and wasn't able to get on disability right when this happened, right. I, I would be using up my bank hours uh, in my, in th- and I wouldn't be covered, which means my daughter wouldn't be covered, which means I'd have to be paying Cobra, which would cost me a thousand something dollars a month for Cobra, which I'm not getting right now, yeah. you know? So, uh, I was asking her, I'm like, you know, look, this whole national healthcare thing, you know, we get this skewed idea when people start talking about Medicare for all, uh, and a nationalized system of, of medical, uh, that, oh yeah, they, you know, they got to wait forever to get their surgeries. And, you know, you just, you get a negative spin on it whenever people start talking about it. Right. Even in our mm-hmm. own pol- in our own political, uh, uh arena, they, they yeah. downplay it like, oh, we, you know, it's a, it's never going to happen. It's a, this and that. Uh, and I'm like, is that true? You've been yeah. in it. And she lived in England and she lived in, in, uh, in, in Canada. So she's been in both different, you know, national systems. And, uh, she's like, no, it isn't like that at all. You know, yeah. there, there's, I don't know why it gets spun that way. And, and we well, know, we know why it gets spun that way. Because it, sure, you know, the, yeah. these these people are making millions of dollars. You know, yeah, there's that too. Yeah, you know. Well, Sean, I, I feel like we gotta. We, I'm not saying it's okay what's going on right now, but we do have to cut people just a little bit of slack because this is, you know, this is new. We've we've never experienced anything like this as a nation, and certainly the people that are living right now. We, this is this is strange. We, you know, we, the worst depression we've gone through was '08. You know, and um, that was. Uh, I, I don't know if that was as bad as this, but it was pretty bad. And time will tell as far as the economic impact. It'll take about six months once we get the ball rolling again to, to see exactly how bad this was. But um, yeah, I, I I feel you, man. It's frustrating, but uh, I I try to. to to keep in the front of my mind, nobody knows what's going on. So, and, and whenever people start yelling and preaching their ideas and stuff, they're just trying to take control of the situation. And some people have to do that to to kind of normalize their life and and feel like they have some resemblance of control. So I just try to take it easy on folks whenever they do that. And, you know, if I don't have to weigh an opinion, I just don't. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm lucky. Honestly, I'm lucky. I was able to like, you know, I, I, my medical's covered my, I'm getting paid decently. Uh, you know, I'm able to see mm-hmm. my daughter every day, like three times a week. Cause I'm helping I co-parent. So I go over there to my exes and she's working from home. So I'm just keep my daughter occupied. So she's not bogging, bothering her. Uh, you know, we, we get along pretty good, right. uh, well, well enough to, to be able to occupy the same space and not kill each other. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh so but yeah i mean i i'm pretty lucky and and you know and even if i and even if and even if i didn't get on this i mean i would be i would be making probably four i think a thousand fifty 
uh, a day, uh, a week just on the extra 600 that they're, you know, giving the, the states give or the government's giving plus the, the 450, which is what I yeah. qualify the max for the unemployment, uh, thing. So, I mean, I, I, either way I would have been all right. Um, I was lucky enough to have been, uh, like, cause you know, when you're in the union, sometimes you're bouncing around from, you know, you get laid off, go back to another job, get laid off. The hall sends you back out to somewhere else. And so I was lucky enough to be able to not, so I took every job that I, I got placed at, I, I made it as if I was working part time. So I didn't give up and have to restart the whole claim process over again. Okay. And, and so, yeah, I don't like a lot of people are screwed right now that are trying to get into unemployment and they can't get through to the phones. They can't get on the, on the online is, is crashing. And so, yeah. you know, it's not it's working out. Yeah it's, yeah. it's overwhelming and it's not working out the way that, that they intended it to. Mm-hmm. You know, even- well, I'm really glad to hear you say that, man, because a lot of people don't, I don't feel like a lot of, uh, especially, well, when I, when I say I don't feel like Americans uh, have this, what, what I mean is uh, my perception. You know, I, I'm not in every country, so I can't see it. But let me just say, I guess people don't seem to, to really live their lives through gratitude. And uh, so it's, it's refreshing to hear you say that, that, that you're grateful, that you, that you understand how, how blessed you are in, in maybe comparison, you know, we're, we're not rich, you know, we don't have everything, but we can be grateful for what we have and appreciate it. So that's, that's awesome to hear you say that. Yeah. I'm just happy that my, my mom and my dad, they're, you know, they're, they're split up, but I mean, they're both healthy and, right. you know, following, following the, the, the guidelines and, you know, cause I don't know what I would do if I was in the situation that you just said, my mom's my best friend down there. I mean, she's always been there for everything. I would flip the fuck out, man. If, yeah, for sure. If uh, she was dying and I couldn't, and I couldn't be there to hold her hand and to say goodbye, you know? Yeah. I can't think of anything worse. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just, I'm happy that, that, you know, it's not, it hasn't really affected me too bad, badly. Um, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not watching the news at all. I kind of tuned out of main, I tuned out of mainstream media because it's just fear mongering. You know, they're yeah, just they're, you can only take so much of Trump's tweets. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you know, I don't. It seems like that's what news is all about these days. Well, I mean, here's the thing, man. I mean, it, it, it really wouldn't matter. What they don't, they just don't. People don't understand is that he's just a front man for the band. You know what I mean? Sure. That's yeah. all he is. He doesn't he doesn't really have any power. I mean, yeah, he can do some executive decisions and uh, executive orders and write this and write that. But it's got to get through the Congress and the and the Senate before anything can happen. So, I mean, he doesn't really have he's that much a, power. He's got uh, enough power on Twitter to make people drink uh aquarium cleaner. <laughs> yeah, that's because Apparently, but that's a special breed. I'm 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 just messing around with you, but yeah. Well, you mean you mean some the, power. He's got some, but I mean, you know what, Joe, Joe exotic, Joe exotic type power over pe- uh, the Joe exotic type people. <laughs> do you think Trump's, do you think Trump's going to pardon him? But let's get to the real question, Sean. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, the real question is, is that, uh, Carol Baskin, where's your husband? <laughs> <laughs> There's no question. We know what happened. Everybody knows. I think if you were to pull the United States right now, they'd be like 99% and that other 1%. They're just, they're just joking. Yeah, Everybody yeah. knows she killed her husband, right? Yeah. I mean, allegedly, I guess I should say that. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I went down a rabbit hole with that damn show and I started watching it. I, I wish I hadn't watched it. 
Dude, I did it all in one in one like sitting. Uh, I woke up at. Uh, oh wow, that's felt, commitment. Well, no, I, I wasn't. It wasn't intended to happen that way. So I I went to I fell asleep early. <laughs> I I woke up at like midnight and couldn't fall back asleep. And I'm like flipping through the the Netflix and there it is. And I'm like, ah, fuck it, man. I'll I'll check it out. And I I couldn't stop watching yeah. it. I couldn't stop watching it. I mean, the dude was just so yeah. Like just, just the contrast of this yeah. guy. You got this this homosexual uh, gun toting thing. You know what I mean? It was just like, and he was serious. <laughs> he was serious about how he was, man. Like I was just like, yeah. Especially when he thought he was gonna go run for a governor or whatever, whatever political oh, aspirations yeah. he had. Like he he didn't realize it, or maybe he did, but it just seemed like he didn't realize it, dude. And everyone's laughing at you, <laughs> bro. I feel like you should have. I think I feel like you should have spoiler alerted before you went into that, but yeah. uh, everybody that's seen it is going to see it. I mean, the curiosity got the best of me after like a week of seeing all the memes. I'm like, who's this Carol Baskin? What did she do with her husband? Oh, oh did you hear that? They're like, I think, uh, uh, Dr. Oz reopening it. Yeah. They're reopening oh. the case. Yeah. I'm like, Oh man. Yeah. And, and she was sitting there. I mean, the crazy thing about that, I'm, we're not going to, I didn't mean to get into to a, a no, Tiger King, <laughs> a t- Tiger King review here, but, uh, it just, it really seemed like, like she just wanted to have it all for herself. It's like, yeah. you know what I mean? And yeah, she was using, and she was using, and she was using the tiger cub thing. Like, I'm not going to lie. If I had tiger cubs, I'd be trying to get laid too. You know? <laughs> I mean, apparently they're not very expensive. I think he can probably hold a little bit of cash back, you know, stop yeah. eating uh, fast food for a couple of months. Get yourself a tiger cub, man. Yeah, get a, get a tiger cub and, and, you know, start getting some strippers lined up. That's <laughs> the move, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. Yeah. So anyways, yeah, I just, I just, I felt like, I felt like she was just trying to corner the market and didn't want any competition and was trying to eliminate the competition by using these other things and her whole following. And, you know, I, I think it's, if they're open, reopening the case and they find she could be screwed, you know? Listen, I just want to hear her say it. I mean, it's all over her face. You know, she's thinking it. I just want her to look one camera straight down the barrel and say, you just hate it because you, you you're not me. <laughs> Haters gonna hate. She yeah. just needs to say it, man. That's the look on her face. Yeah. And you know what? She's gonna get a book deal after this, and she'll be on whatever reality television show is left. I don't know what's left. I still got Jerry Springer. I think that's gone. Oprah's yeah. gone. Yeah. Well, the, 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 these these podcasts are the new reality TV. That's right. Yeah. You know what I mean? I I think that podcasts are gonna change the world. I say that constantly in all my shows. Because it's yeah. a, it's a, it's, we're going back to, to our grandparents' uh, time. Greatest generation. Yeah, yeah. We're going back to our grandparents' radio time age. when radio, you know, I remember when I was at my, uh, my, my dad's, uh, my, my dad's mom's house or parents' house. And, uh, it, uh, they had those old, old ass, uh, little, 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 consoles you know what i mean with the for the for the radio and that used to be like the big deal everybody would get around gather around the the radio right and yeah. I, I really think that when you listen to something and it's in your ears it's way more absorbable than than watching it mm-hmm. you know 
It's, well, I think the same reason that podcasting is getting so popular is the same reason that uh, Trump won that last election. And it's it's just we're, we want transparent, honest entertainment information. We're just we're tired of the 4K polished everything, nothing but crap on the news. I mean, it's there's 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 nothing worth really paying attention to on regular television now netflix has got some pretty good shows but i think that the uh the way that we like to take in news and information now has switched to podcasting at least for me it has and those numbers are growing i'm sure you're tracking it too but people are just starting to discover it and really check it out and i mean how else are you supposed to get information i used to be a big fan of uh reddit but even reddit's turned into this you know cancel culture thing where you if you say the wrong thing, you get kicked off and everything's moderated and then people can hack it and hmm. get their stuff to the top of the feed. So it's, everything is kind of managed and everybody's figured out a way to control the, the, the message. So, but with podcasting, you know, like what you're doing right now, like you said, you're not, this isn't your primary source of income and it won't be probably for a little while because what you're doing is you're building a relationship with your viewers. So yeah. And once they uh, once they start to trust you, you're going to be another source that they come to for information. Yeah, it hopefully, like somebody has found a hammer. Yeah, hopefully it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't. Uh, uh, you know, my 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 crazy uh, conspiracy deals don't don't chase anybody off. But I mean, I'm not. I I was I was talking to somebody the other day, and and I do have a, a I do have. A point that I won't go past, and and this person yeah. started talking about Anunnaki and and lizard <laughs> lizard people, and I was like, well, okay, all right, all right, hold on, hold on, hold on, all right, we we, we I can talk about a lot of things, <laughs> but you start going into bloodlines and pure bloodlines and and incest and 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 lizard people, I'm like, you're gonna have people tuning out immediately. I don't want to hear yeah. that shit. You know what all I mean? Because right. well, you can't. It's not. It's. I get it. I've listened to it. It's interesting. It's entertaining. But I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't. It's just too far. That's too far out there. You know. Okay. I won't bring up the lizard people. Yeah. No Anunnaki here. Shut that one down. <laughs> <laughs> I do get a kick out of some of the theories that come out on uh, some of the podcasts that I listen to. There's there's some winners out there. There's some real interesting ones. I've, I uh, the, the, my favorite so far is that we. I guess put ourselves here. Like maybe we were on Mars and then like we destroyed that planet. Like we're doing to earth now. So we went from Mars to earth and now it's kind of like life in reverse. Like we're destroying earth and now we got to get to Mars and it's just back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> yeah, not did you sure. See that new, uh, did, did you see that new UFO video, Sean, where they're like, I, I guess the Navy just releases. Was it, was it the one over, you know, over Brazil? Were there I don't know where it was. I just I saw like a five bright lights in the sky clip or a thirty second clip. No, no, no. Like they're they're following this thing, and I think it's the one where they they call this thing like a tic tac, and it's just moving across the the field of view like super fast. It's making these crazy maneuvers, and uh, I guess the footage got leaked, and so it's gone viral all over the internet. So finally, the Navy stepped in after this had hit the internet like six months ago, and the Navy literally put out a statement uh, confirming it, saying, "Yep." That's uh, that's real footage. We did take that, and we have no idea what it was. Hmm. Well, you you uh, you're are you a Rogan fan? You know it. 
right. So uh, Bob Lazar, did you watch that one? Yes, sir. Oh, my God. Yeah. Sleeping with the nightlight on, man. Yeah. So yeah, that dude's got some. If, if 1% of his story is true, then <laughs> yeah, there's, there's some weird tomfoolery going on. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, you've worked on some of these, uh, you know, some of these craft, you know, uh, not those type of craft, but I mean, you've worked on a Black Hawk helicopters. You've got, you know, some experience with what they're, you know, what, what kind of, uh, uh, Listen, Sean, I've got the lowest security clearance that you could possibly have. And it just says that, um, as far as we know, this guy's cool. So can can he turn a wrench on a helicopter? Sure. Okay. <laughs> so they, they never came forward with the uh, the alien secrets to, to, to me. <laughs> Man, I was hoping. I was just hoping yeah. you may be that. Oh, dude, you, you mean both. <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, it, it's got to be. I mean, this, this, I don't think we're alone. I mean, I don't know if it's the alien that, that, you know, they, they think like the grays or anything like that. But I mean, dude, the world is, I mean, the universe is so, so dense and vast. I mean, how, how, how anything's possible. Yeah. I mean, how, how, uh, how, I don't know, how arrogant could you be to think that we're, you know, there's not, we're it. I agree, but then again, how presumptuous are you to say that there is definitely life out there? I mean, you can argue it both ways, right? Yeah, you could. But I mean, I'm and just And we we could have put ourselves here. Like we could be the reason that we're here. We're always like looking to the stars for answers, but maybe maybe humans like really messed up. We got to a really amazing technical point and then we somehow or another lost all our tech and now we're just dumb humans trying to make iPhones. <laughs> Well, I mean, if you, if you look at, at uh, you know, all the stuff that they uncover, I mean, they just uncovered 20 more uh, uh, coffins uh, in, I think, Egypt. Oh, yeah. In Egypt. Yeah, I posted that on my Facebook, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're, I mean, they're constantly, I mean, that's just what happens. We've, we've been here for so long that, you know, what ends up happening is, you know, the, the, the foliage ends up growing over civilizations and, and lost civilizations and stuff like that that, you know, nobody – can even get to or even can see uh things get uncovered uh, i was talking about this earlier where you know our, the time that we've been here keeps getting pushed back because they keep m- having more discoveries and carbon dating that dates things way past you know oh shit well, we've been here 15 years prior yeah, fifteen thousand years prior you sean know? what if they popped open one of those uh mummy things what what is it what a sarcophagus or whatever. Yeah. What if they popped one of those open and it had winning lottery numbers on a lottery ticket for next week, like the the following week? Hmm, that'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, it wouldn't ground, do right? me any good. <laughs> Just saying, how how many minds would be blown from that? You don't know what you're going to find in there, right? I mean, yeah. have they even opened them up yet? I have you no idea. Somebody just uh, shot me, uh, sent me a screenshot of it or something, and and I was like I don't like I I really don't watch the news. Uh, well, you know, I, you're not you're not going to see stuff like on the on the news anyway, so doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I just I don't I I'm just sort of like in my own little world right now, and 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 worrying about yeah. my podcast, my daughter, you know, what I mean, my my day to day things, and just trying to keep the noise out, you know. All, all of that extra extra stuff that doesn't do me any good to think about anyways. Yeah. Just focus on what you got in front of you. Yep. So what else do we got here? Uh, you got time to tell me about this RV, man? It looks pretty clean. Like, do you even live in that thing? 
I do. I do. I'm just happened to be, uh, you know, uh, uh, when you, well, when you get in, when you start living tiny, you start yeah. to realize the things that you don't need. Yeah. You, I'm, I'm in the process of downsizing everything. I started moving stuff out of one location to another and I just couldn't believe how much I was just disposable. Yeah. I mean, I still have a, a storage unit that I pay like 120 bucks a month for. But I mean, I, I'm really thinking about emptying that thing out and getting rid of it. I mean, cause it's like, you know, it's nothing that I couldn't just go and, and, and drop on a credit card anyways, if I really needed to, you know? Uh, right. Yeah. Those storage units, man. I mean, you're, you're just paying for them to hold on to your crap and obviously you don't need it or it wouldn't be in storage. <laughs> there's, there's a couple of the things that I did need. Like yet last yesterday I went and pulled my, uh, my pressure washer out of there cause I had a bunch of bugs stuck to the front of my, it's been so long since I, I washed my truck that I've got like bugs caked onto it. So I'm like using the, the high, high, uh, high pressure to get rid of them. But I mean, other than that, I mean, there's just a couple of things in there that I need. Uh, most of it could just, you know, so go- how much does it, how much does it cost to run your, your rig and your truck through like one of those big truck stop, uh, car wash things? I mean, that's, that's moderately inexpensive, right? Five, six, maybe 10 bucks max. Oh, you mean my truck? Not, not, not this yeah, thing. Your truck. <clears throat> but I mean, it's not that expensive, right? But no, you're it's about paying 50 how much? It's about 50 okay. bucks to, to, if I had them go and, and do it and I'm still going to have them do it. I just, they don't do a very good job of of getting all that stuff off. So usually, you know, what I mean, because right. they're they're not gonna they're not gonna do it the way that I would want them that I would do it. So I just kind of yeah. help them along in the process. So I get rid of all of the stuff that I know they're not gonna take care of, and I washed so, it, and then I'll take it in and like have them do it and and wash it and and do a nice job and do the clean the interior because having this little this guy right here. <laughs> what's his name riley and he sheds and so like that <laughs> whole bat the whole back of my truck my back seat part of it because i have all the, the seats up it's just his hair everywhere man and you know i'm just like ah, so i don't know i just i have to i, I have guess to my get- point was your uh so you, you said your pressure washer is like the only thing in that storage unit that you're keeping you're paying 150 dollars a month for it is that what you said <laughs> well it's got I mean, it's got a generator in there too Okay. But I mean, if it was, let's just say it was just a pressure washer, $150 a month to keep just a pressure washer. That would be insane. Yeah. No, that, yeah, that would be, that would be silly. So I'm in, I'm, I'm kind of in the same situation. Like I've got some filing cabinets in there that I need to like, just pull that stuff out, copy it. It's just, it's documentation that I need to keep because the state says I need to keep it. So I just scan it, put it on the computer, no more filing cabinets, everything else I could probably throw it away. So I'm with you. I, I need to get rid of my storage unit too. This is just a silly, uh, unnecessary cost. And in light of everything that's going on right now in the world, it's like, you just kind of hyper-focused on like, okay, what do I not need? <laughs> yeah. Well, so what I can say is that, uh, when I, when I split up with my ex, it wasn't the right time to buy. And obviously, I mean, I, I guess it could be the right time to buy right now, but I'm just not like, I'm okay. What am I going to say? I'm unemployed right now. Uh, so yeah. this was actually a blessing for me to be able to have this. And the yeah. only reason why I didn't sell it is I was upside down in it because I bought it brand new. And so in order for me to sell it would have oh, cost yeah. me like 10 grand. 
And so I was just like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to yeah. go live in it. Yeah. And I mean, what the the payment is like yeah. five twenty for the for the RV plus your insurance, uh, whatever that is, and uh, and then seven hundred for the space itself, which I'm able to. I've got both of my jet skis in the front, my car, my commute car, and my truck all fit, and this fit on this space. And so, uh, that's seven hundred plus. Uh, you know what was that? Let's just say no more than nine hundred. So. Where in California are you going to have water? And I'm on the water too. So like right there is the, I'm pointing right there. There's the levee right there on the other side of it is the river. And so I can literally go fishing. Awesome. Yeah, I can go fishing. I can do whatever I want. And in California, what is that? 900 plus 520. Let's just, let's just say six. That's 1500 bucks. Where else yeah. in California in the Bay Area are you going to find to live yeah. for that cheap? Yeah, that's real light. Nowhere. Yeah, I think the, the last time I heard the median house call, household price for, uh, I think the average was like one point four million. That's average. Yeah, for a home, that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is, and and you know the, the people are going to be losing their homes again after this uh, as yeah. well. Uh, yeah. You know, because of the relief that they're that they think they're getting, they're not. All the money, and, yeah. and not not all the people are, or all the companies are doing this, but some of them are. And you know, they're it's uh, they're they're deferring their payments for three months, but at the end of that three months, in the fourth month, they're going to owe all of it. And so, yeah. I mean, if you've got a two thousand dollar a month mortgage, you know, that's eight thousand you're going to owe on that fourth month when you haven't been working. What are you going to do? You know, you might start seeing people walking away from their homes like they were in 2008. I was going to bring that up. We just, we just kind of recovered from that. I mean, there was all these nightmare stories of people going back to their homes or banks going to their properties that they repossessed and they're just destroyed because somebody moved in. And uh, there was even a story about a guy that I think he, he moved into a house and started making payments on it. Wasn't his house. You know, somebody had lived there and made payments on it for 10 years before him, but he moved in and paid on it for X number of months or years. And that's his house now. And they tried to remove him. He took it to court. And he's like, look, I paid on this house for this long. And by this law or this provision or whatever, mm -hmm. that's my house. And they looked into it. And I don't even think the dude needed an attorney. And they gave him that house. So this complete circus of homes that were, you know, uh, what did they call that? Toxic lending, but I mean, it was uh, sub subprime loans. Yeah, some right? subprime mortgages. Yeah, and With, anyway, it all just went uh, tits up and an eight, and all those homes were just sitting there vacant, and people were just tearing them up. I knew from that one guy. <laughs> I knew some. I knew some people because this was back when I was uh, still in my my addiction, and and one of the people that I got uh, meth from did that they they just squatted and started you know put the mail in their name uh had started having stuff delivered to that that address and so you got squatters rights in in uh in california so yeah. you know there, that might there was, have been what it was yeah there wasn't anything that they could do about it and the actual mortgage companies were having to pay people to get out mm -hmm. you know like yeah. five grand you yeah. know to we'll give you this money if you'll just walk away yeah just get out of here you know, so Take we your can cat with you, please. <laughs> I, I, it was just the craziest because yeah, there were at that time, there was just like, you could go to any block or neighborhood and there mm. would be at least half of that neighborhood was, was vacant homes. 
Well, Sean, what you need to do if you're serious about buying, you need to follow all of your friends that are currently migrating from California to other more attractive states like <laughs> yeah, Texas. Right. Yeah, unfortunately, I mean, and I would do that if you know, honestly, I would if my if my ex daughter, yeah, if my ex, if we could yeah. come to an agreement and say, hey, look, are you ready to leave California? I mean, because I don't want I don't want to be with her. We're just we're just not compatible that way. Uh, but yeah. I would think about it. I would, and she's, we actually thought about going, she wanted to go to, uh, oh, where is that place in, in Texas? It's, uh, where the lakes are. Um, oh, it's we not a lot of lakes, brother. Yeah. I know. Where, where, where's a, where's a, it's not Fort Worth. It's not Dallas. It's, uh, another popular area. Oh, uh, well, I need a little more no, than that. Yeah, um, I know. Yeah, I know. Is it, is it, is is it, it grapevine? No, start naming some places in Texas that are like like huge cities. <laughs> oh, uh, okay, big cities: Houston, San Antonio, Austin. Uh, I think it was uh, Austin. I think I think it Austin. Was- okay, yeah. A lot of people from California tend to migrate towards Austin because it's it's more of a. As far as Texas is concerned, Austin is by far the most liberal city that we have. Yeah. So that would make sense that anybody from California would find <laughs> that an easy transition. Yeah, well, but, she's got uh, yeah, family. Austin's awesome, awesome beautiful. Yeah, she's got family there that that live on the lake, and like her uh, her her cousin lives in, works in Vegas, uh, and 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 lives here, and so she goes back and forth. She's an interior mm-hmm. design, works for the, uh, does a lot of stuff for the uh, uh, casinos out there, uh, and yeah, and so I was I told her to okay. look if if that's something you wanted to do, you know. I wouldn't be opposed to that, but we'd have to be on the same page. You know what I mean? Cause I'm not going to let you just take my kid and, and, and go, sure. you know, but yeah, I mean, leaving, leaving this yeah. state is, uh, it's too expensive to pay for the weather here. Oh yeah. Well, everything is so expensive there. I, I had a couple of friends move there, um, move from there about 10 years ago. And whenever they sold their homes and moved out here, they got a better house with property. And then they started a, the two of them started businesses because they just had an, uh, a fat little nest egg after selling their house to, to move to Texas. I, the uh, housing cost out here is just so much lower, but you better get here fast because it's going up. I mean, a uh, hundred, my house, 2000 square foot, I bought that thing for 190,000. And that was a very, very nice house. Mm-hmm. Not much of a backyard, not much of a front yard, but, pretty good size and anybody from california if they saw that thing and saw how little i paid for it i think they would probably move to texas the next day <laughs> oh yeah i mean for sure there's there there's coeur d'alene uh, idaho that's where a lot of people are starting to go I, mm-hmm. you know rogan helped with that a little bit but i mean i'd heard about coeur d'alene way before i even uh i even uh uh saw rogan or listened to him i had a, i was in a prison with a guy that lived in uh, Coeur d'Alene and he would always talk about okay. it. Um, uh, I, I must've missed that episode. Where is Coeur d'Alene? Uh, Coeur d'Alene is in Idaho. Okay. Yeah. It's supposed to. It's, what are they known for? Uh, militia. Militia? <laughs> Idaho's got yeah, a lot, yeah. a lot of militia, militia going on up there. Okay. Um, All right. I mean, if that's how you like to party, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> no, not not really. Uh, you know, not not. I mean, I know I got the the shaved head and all, but that's only because I I, I tried to cut my hair myself, and I was just like, you know what, screw this, it's gone. I'm I'm getting rid of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, if uh, if a shaved head means you're in the militia, I'm going to be in trouble. I, this 
beautiful head of hair is about to fall out. I think I've been noticing the, uh, the little signs in the, the bottom of the shower at the end of the day. I'm like, Oh, Oh, it started. I, yeah, thought, well, I thought I got to keep this forever. Yeah, well, at least, at least you're, you don't have that receding hairline. Well, that's where it's headed. As soon as it gets too bad, man, I'm going to, I'm going to shave it. I'll be right there with you. But I mean, if I do, I have to, like yell at people as they pass me. Like I'm not in a militia. No, no, I, 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 <laughs> I have no idea. I just, you know, I, I, I stopped just because it, uh, I looked like a lot meaner and unapproachable with when my head shaved. Cause I don't smile when I'm out and about anyways. And mean so, mugging. yeah, well, I'm just, you know, no, I'm just, it's, just, it's, just, it's my resting bitch face. <laughs> nice. Easy. Karen. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah. Funny, funny, funny. Uh, yeah, so I mean, yeah, were were you the one that was inquiring about about being in the process of wanting to do this exact same thing? Yeah, or had so thought I'm, about it. So part of my rock bottom story is that I kind of skipped over. There's there's a bunch of details, and like I said, you know, down the road we can do another one if you want. But yeah. I'm I'm currently staying with some really good friends. Um, about let's say a week ago, uh, things just kind of took another downturn, and um, Anyway, I needed a place to stay, and I didn't have to ask anybody. Some really good friends of mine just sent me a text message whenever they found out what happened, and they're like, um, you're coming to live with us. So um, I'm staying right here. They set me up in a room, and I've, I've got all my you know, personal stuff, computer to work from and whatnot. But um, I think my next step while I'm paying bills off and trying to repair my credit is move into a situ- excuse me, situation kind of like what you got going on there I like your uh, setup. So, yeah, this is um, what, this before is... I saw what you're doing. I was I was considering the same thing. So, but yeah, looks like you're making it work. Yeah, I mean, it's a 40 foot. I like I said, I bought it brand new. I would suggest that, and that's really hard when because these things you don't know what kind of wear and tear somebody's bought and put on it. And a lot of the times when these things are brand new, there's they have problems and you got to take them back to the dealer and have them work on them and fix them and stuff like that. So I would do some, uh, do some research and if you can find one used, I would go that route because if you need to get rid of it, you're not going to be upside down in it. You know what I mean? It's you're, you already lost that 10 grand, you know, the, Mm -hmm. the, the person before you like me, uh, took the hit, (laughs) but I mean, I like it, man. I like it. For, uh, I'm sorry. I keep stepping on you, man. Oh no, um, no, no. I was, I was just saying, I, I like it. I enjoy it. I mean, there's, I mean, it, it can get crowded when I have my daughter and, and the big guy over here. Oh yeah. Run, running around. Cause I mean, they're, they're both running around in here, but I mean, it's, it's cool. I mean, it, it's the setup that I have, like I'm able to have like what I'm looking at right here and I'm pointing at is the big screen. So it's a big screen TV. Yeah. That's an extended monitor. And, Uh and so my, my, all my stuff is right here. I can still, I can still utilize the, the, the recliner back there to watch TV if I want. The, uh, the middle is the live, uh, the, the kitchen and the dining room table and then the bathroom and then the, the bedrooms in the back. So, I mean, everything is literally split up. And so who's the manufacturer for that model? KZ. So, KZ. Yeah, it's a KZ Durango and it's solar and like it's a tw- it's a 2018. Okay. Yeah, and everything Durangos are nice. Yeah, and everything I can do like I can do for my phone. Like all the slides, right. I, it's all on an app in my phone. All the hydraulics, everything else is all on my phone. 
That's ridiculous. Yeah. So, Shame on you. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah, I'm bragging well, a little bit. <laughs> so I'm only thing I can brag like about. Yeah, and for any of your listeners that are like, oh, I hope they talk more about RVs. I've been looking around at these things, and like you said, the used ones. It seems like they bought them out at six grand. Like if if you want to know what the return is on a used model, it seems to be that everything at a certain point settles at $6,000. So that's the uh, least amount that you're looking at in, in Texas. Oh, I don't know what it's like in California. Yeah, it's probably bottom dollar, 20000 in Cali. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I did that. I tried to sell it, and I looked around, you know, at my particular model, what they were going for used. And it's just, you know, honestly, when it comes to selling one of these RVs, it really is going to depend on your price that you're selling it for. And the time of year you're selling it, the season. Oh, absolutely. You yeah. know, because it yeah. is, it is a, a it, most people aren't buying them for the reason that I'm buying them. You know what I mean? I've gotten, I've gotten so much use out of this thing where most people, they just, they use it maybe five times a year and that's it. Yeah. You know? Well, your, your type of situation is getting more popular. And, uh, there's a, there's a travel podcast that I listen to sometimes, but, um, they were just talking about how, after this coronavirus thing, there, you know, some people, uh, everybody's got different opinions, but some of the enthusiasts are, are thinking that a lot more people are going to be living out of these things because it's cheaper. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> and everybody's going to be trying to save money after that and reevaluating their budget. And for people like you and me, where the situation makes sense, um, you know, why not? Why not stay in a, and uh rv it, it, you've got everything you need there so in in most cases it's much nicer than a, a cheap apartment and you get to pick where you want to park it so and yeah some of those rv parks are nice man do the one that i'm in is is all pavers and like i've been to a yeah. couple around my area and the reason why i chose this one and it's on the it's on a bridge and i have to pay a toll to and i'm 15 minutes away from my uh my my daughter and my ex but mm-hmm. the other one, it was, uh, I've been there before and it's got a lot of trees and it's got grass and dirt. And so it, when we get into a rainy season, it gets muddy there. And then the, oh, yeah. and then the trees all drop sap, like some sort of a sap on everything. And so like the last time I was there, I, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to deal with this again. I had to get up and pressure wash the roof and, and all kinds is of that stuff. pressure washer. Yeah. I mean, and I was just like, God damn, man, this is a lot of, a lot of work. I don't want to go and do that. And so, uh, yeah. So good times, good times, man. That's, that's the joy of being single, man. Single in your forties, you know, uh, mid forties. That's definitely a different, uh, Ah, got it. It's a, it's a different game, man. Uh, being out there, being on the, uh, uh, you know, online dating. And that's one of the reasons why I picked, uh, Lori to be a co-host because she's yeah. single as well. And so we have about to bring that up. Maybe she'll help you out, you know, help yeah. you identify what the problem is. Cause it's not that sweet lab sitting behind you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's the, he's the only, he's the only thing that, that gets me, uh, you know, he gets me a lot of attention, man. That guy, that guy's a, a yeah. he's a good, he's a good team player. <laughs> Looks like a good dog. He hadn't messed with you at all. He knows, he knows his place. <laughs> oh yeah. He, oh, I'm surprised he's not. It's five o'clock. It's his time. It's usually it's time to eat. And so like he's, he, this dude doesn't have a, oh, doesn't know how to tell time. Doesn't have a watch, but five o'clock every damn day in the morning and five o'clock in the evening. That's usually when we feed him. And, uh, oh, yeah, they're good about that. Yeah. So he's being, he's being good right now. It's probably cause he's asleep. Oh, nope. He's giving me the side eye. See that? 
Uh-huh. He's ready. Is it time? Are you done? Are you finished playing with your your, your wizard equipment over there? Yeah, you, you, you finished playing with your friends? I'm hungry. Yeah, here he goes. See? There he is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right, buddy. Well, your your guests can't see him because, or I'm sorry, your your listeners can't see him. So, do they have you talked about your dog yet? Do they know what he looks like? Um, if they've if they've gotten onto my uh onto my uh Facebook group, uh, I post some pictures and stuff in there. Were you? Did you? Are you in there? Probably. I, yeah. Everything I've seen on your uh, social media, I've just been liking and subscribing to. So, yeah. No, Riley is Probably a. On there. Yeah, Riley is a charcoal lab. Which anybody that's never heard of a charcoal lab, he's kind of like gunmetal gray with a with a chocolate tint. So really, he's a he's a, a chocolate that either went too far or didn't go far enough. I don't know which one it is. <laughs> I just I know that he's more. He uh, he's about four, almost four years old. Oh yeah, yeah. He's he's a good. Of, yeah, lots he's, of time left with that one. Yeah, he's a good dog, man. Uh, probably the best dog that I've ever had. Uh, just as, and as far as like personality, how he is with my kid, uh, and, and just in general, just like how loving of a dog he is, you know, I just, it's, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to be, are great. yeah, I'm going to be destroyed when, when I got to get, when I got to say bye to him. <sighs> so yeah, I, that's mm-hmm. the thing about having animals, man. It sucks. They bring you so much joy, but then there's that, you know, that they're not going to be there forever. Yeah, man, that's rough. That's very rough, for sure. All right, well, go ahead and plug anything you want to plug. Uh, I'm gonna get going here. I got one at six, and I got to get him fed and 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 deal with yeah. him. Well, again, man, thanks for having me on. Um, I hope that this podcast uh, brings you some value, and that your listeners really enjoyed it. As, as far as stuff to plug, man, um, you know, I'm I'm getting things kind of put together I've, I've got a lot of big ideas and just a little little bit of time to squeeze it all together so uh, maybe we can do this again and i'll plug some stuff next time yeah when you get your uh when you get your show going man just uh let me know and i'll have you on again and and we can uh we can you know talk about what Absolutely. you're doing what you're doing your show if you want me yeah. to be on as a guest that's fine i can be you know for one of, sure. one of your Absolutely. first guests for you that'll be great yeah now i would just kind of standoffish about this whole over the phone thing, but, um, this wasn't bad. I enjoyed it. No, I mean, it, it, you get used to it. You know, you learn, too scary. Yeah, you, know, you learn, you learn, you know, how to take the pauses because it, it does overlap a little bit. Um, you know, yeah. and if, and if I can do it on a, on a, on a hot spot, you know, the other day I did, uh, the, the power went out here. Right. And I was, mm-hmm. I had an interview lined up. So I'm like, Oh my God, what am I going to do? <laughs> and so luckily the uh the hotspot's battery operated it's got a you know it's rechargeable the laptop was charged up 100% and my my H6 zoom what i you know do the recording on that's battery operated as well it can be switched back and forth so i did the whole uh the whole the whole interview uh off the grid <laughs> yeah well you got to have contingencies so yeah. we're along with it that's that's good yeah that was cool man i was like i was like yeah right on I finally, bu- I finally bought the right stuff. Um, yeah. All right. Well, Hey, thank you for, uh, for spending some time with me. And like I said, you know, you get your uh, podcast rolling and whatever you want to do, just uh, hit me up and we'll, uh, we'll make it happen. Perfect. Sean has been a pleasure, man. All right. You too. Hey, have a good one. Feed, feed that dog. All right. Bye. Bye. 
You've been listening to the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. Sean is a single dad, a union blue collar guy, and he spent time in federal and state prison for drug trafficking and fraud. When he was released from prison in 2006, all he had was the clothes on his back, a bag of mail, and some paperwork. Since then, he's turned his life around and shares the struggles and successes on this podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we hope you were moved to connect to the show. Book a guest spot. For merch, Patreon, PayPal, and social media links, go to linktr.ee slash nowhere to go but up. On Instagram at nowhere to go but up now. On Twitter at but up now. On the YouTube channel at nowhere to go but up podcast. See you next time.